When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me bang I do let you bang. Let me bang you, Let you bang. 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 For your favorite mixed martial arts podcast, recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? All right, hey, welcome to a brand MMA Roasted podcast, okay? It's going to be a great show. Uh, we got... We got the crew, all right. We have Greg Wilson. <laughs> you lost the weight, Greg. You look, you look, you look oh yeah, good. yeah. You know, I've been uh, I've been running to get. That's actually why I was late because I was out running. And uh, well, I say running. Running is not what's happening. It is. It is. It is somewhere slightly above walking. Like if jogging were less than jogging, it'd be that. Hey, just man, to let you, just to give you an idea, I got lapped by an old lady in flip flops. I don't care. You're doing it, bro. You're doing yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't Try matter. It's not, it doesn't matter how slow you go. It doesn't it just matters that you actually go. All right. That's right. Exactly right. And that's what I keep trying to tell myself. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get consistency. It's a new year, you know, new day. Let's just, uh, I'm trying to get better. That's all. Just like everybody else, you know, it'll, it'll, I'll burn out in a month or two and I'll be fat as shit in three. So speaking of, speaking of the walking dead, McCorkle's here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> John looks scary as fuck right now. Uh, I think his Wi-Fi. I don't even I see him on my screen. It's just a black screen I'm not for me. Seeing him either. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see him either. just staring. He's he's literally just. Show, can you hear us? All right, great. We're off to a great start. <laughs> he's stuck in another dimension. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, that so- applies across the board with him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's by virtue of being six eleven. You're automatically oh. in another dimension. Dude, he is. He might be like the, one of the funniest. He's so funny because all the stuff he does is for his own amusement. Like he literally is that guy in the in the Karate Kid three that goes back and like and like buys up the Cobra Kai's just to piss off Johnny. Like he's like a billionaire. I mean, just to piss off Ralph Macchio. Like he's he's like that guy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a, listen. When you're six eleven, you can do you can do that. You can do whatever you want for your own amusement. You you know, one thousand percent. So he 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 left I'm trying to get him back. I'll tell you about my, 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 my week. So I, I went back, I actually went on the road this week, which like you talk about comedy. It, like when you go from being on the road to back to zoom shows, it's like having sex without a condom to getting kicked in the face. Uh, but yeah. it, is, it is amazing. Like, dude. So, but you know, you get used to travel. If you haven't traveled in a while, like you realize that like, all right, so, I got no sleep Thursday night. I got two hours of sleep. I took a 5.30 a.m. flight to, uh, where was I going? I was going to, to Tulsa, Oklahoma from L.A. And then I stopped off in Colorado to, for a layover. Then I forgot my jacket right away. <laughs> I'm on the plane. And it's, it's always what you want to be right now in Illinois without a jacket. 
So, so then I, 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 then I had to drive three hours through a snowstorm, of course, uh, to get to the gig. I did your podcast right when I got there. Yep. I, did, I did your podcast. And then there must have been like the first night, like 19 people in, in a room that held 200. You know, I was like, we could have done this on the plane. There was more people on the plane to get here. <laughs> but they were actually, but people that come out now to hear comedy, they want to hear comedy. There's no getting offended. There's just like, you know what? Right. They're there. They're there for it. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. So I, I did that show in Springfield. It was awesome. The first, the second night it was packed. Um, it was, it was almost as if there was no COVID. I mean, like it was just packed, packed, packed. Um, and then, uh, but of course, so I'm doing my jokes and I'm making fun of this one guy in the front who has a hot girlfriend. And I normally, I make sounds, by the way, Adam, that sounds super safe. Super safe. And I'm making fun of this guy that has a hot chick. And I'm like, you know, she's out of your league. Is this your Make-A-Wish Foundation? You know, doing the whole thing. Normally, if a guy, has a, hot, normally if a guy has a hot girlfriend, he doesn't get upset. But this guy wasn't upset. Then I did a couple Trump jokes. Springfield is very pro-Trump. Springfield, Illinois sure. is very pro. Like, and then all of a sudden, I, I, hit, I go into like being a male stripper material. I have a new story about being a male stripper. And the guy gets up and leaves. And, uh, and, he, and, he, and he's with his, with his girl. And then... I go, yo, you're, I'm like, oh, is your car parked outside? I go, oh, is your house parked outside? Right? <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, fuck you, and gives me the finger, right? And then the, the girlfriend goes, stop it, Joey, stop it. Like, so now they're like fighting. <laughs> like, comedy is back, baby. Yeah. So yeah. Then I go, so then, and I could tell this guy was, in a, I think he was fighting with her. Like, they were in a fight because she wanted to stay. And I was like, come on, man. Like, life is short, and so are you. And then he was like, got even more mad. So he he leaves. The crowd erupts in applause. They're having fun, but it was just like. But then the waiter told me that was his old boss, and who fired him. So the, so they were gonna fight after the show. So that's why he left. Oh, it, was, oh it had nothing to do with you. No. <laughs> you know, and that's one of the things. I'm, I'm glad they held on to this beef through the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I keep wondering about this. If when this is all over and we're all around each other again, are we going to see each other with forgiveness and be like, that was crazy, right? Can't believe we even thought, or are we going to see each other and be like, I've been waiting for you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had, I've had 11 months to think about this shit. I'm fucking ready. That's what I'm, I, I'm wondering, you know, and I feel like it's going to be a mix of both. I hope it's a lot more forgiveness. I know that's where I'm at. I'm like, fuck the old beefs. It's been 11 months. Let's all be friends again. Right. So then I, so then I, then I had my little, uh, my little nephew. Greg, friend. let's be honest. Go on. Here it comes. I was going to say, Greg, let's be honest. You, you hope everyone holds on grudges like Sato and Karate Kid too. You admitted it last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> First you see your father, then you see me. <laughs> classics, classics number no nine. Classics you tell if that's Greg Fry or Sato. That's Sato. <laughs> Greg Fry. That's Sato Fry. That's Sato Fry. That, which, by the way, is a great Chinese restaurant. I don't know if you're trying. <laughs> but if you look, I mean, if you want a nice satay chicken, Sato Fry is the place to go. So, so then I, so then I had my little nephew's bar mitzvah via Zoom. Mm -hmm. uh, if you thought bar mitzvahs were boring before, the oh Zoom bar mitzvahs are like, uh, and then of course the every rabbi wants to be the, like like the, the funniest comic ever. I'm just like, I'm like, <laughs> so it's just one joke after another. Uh, then I drove three hours to Tulsa. Right, so I drive to Tulsa. I lose my Beats headphones some, somewhere along the way. So now I'm like losing money in the whole gig between my jacket and the headphones. Uh, so then I, I get to the gig and it's Gerald Harris, who the fighter. 
So he ran a show called, uh, it was called uh, Chocolate, uh, Chocolate City. It was like all black comics. The crowd's all black. And look, I'm not saying black people care less about social distancing, but it just seems like a lot of these videos, <laughs> black people are partying. Uh, and, 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 that, and that was the case in this situation. It was like, it was beyond packed, right? So Was this uh, at the club you were at? Like they were having their Sunday night, like chocolate Sundays here, or was this at a different venue? No, yeah, no, different. But it was, it was, in, it was in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I like. Oh, okay. So you just booked a one nighter on the way back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got booked at this at the Looney Bin Comedy Club, and uh, and unfortunately Gerald's partner passed away. Like they had a him and the guy they, they had a show together, and he passed away. And this is like like the first show since he passed away. So they were so they had a, a singer come on and sing. It's so hard to say goodbye. Uh, but that's not that's not what you want to hear at a comedy club, like before every show, like, how do I? And, and, and she she killed it. Right. But it didn't exactly set the mood. But then within 10 minutes after that, Gerald. Had Everyone's a- like, <laughs> who's ready for a comedy? Oh, they have a slideshow playing. <laughs> In memoriam. <laughs> but, then, but, then, but then within five minutes, Gerald's on stage and he, he's killing and he has he's he has he's having people play Never Have I Ever from people from the crowd right so he had to like never ever ever like lick the ball you know lick the cock from behind or something or give a blowjob and then they have like a grandma on stage and then she took a shot so the grant and he's like so he's like grandma you were licking cock she's like what, what? He, she's like she's it was an old black woman and he's like what this, this woman blew kuta kinte back in the day and, and he's saying like <laughs> things of like get your harriet tubman ass out of here and the crowd's going crazy so so like it didn't seem like they like it didn't hold over the uh, m- memorial before the show so then, then, then it was a, some guy's birthday. So he brought him up and put a blindfold on him. And he's like, we're going to give you guys la- a lap dance. So you got these two hot oh, girls on stage, right? The guy's a blindfold. And then they leave the stage. Of and course. this like 600 pound woman, a white girl, I'm not kidding, gets on stage. So then they take the blindfold off and he sees her. And the guy runs off stage. Like, <laughs> like I felt kind of bad for the woman. I was going to say, right? no! confidence booster no for the uh for the gal willing to do it oh yeah (laughs) and and like i'm telling my well she was like a plant and i'm like telling my wife about this she's like this is why you left the house like this is you're gonna get covid for the for for the so then like then then i fucking went on stage and killed it was fucking it was awesome and actually there were like five white guys in the crowd so i kept calling them like the boy band that never made it it's no direction i just kept making fun of them i'm like you know meanwhile these guys are the toughest ones there was some guy named nick simmons who's le- who was a wrestler who beat henry cejudo and in, in like for the olympic team wow, it was, oh, it was wow. yeah 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 he was a badass yeah, and the guy, the guy's nickname was the, the uh, Strangler in high school because he was darsing everybody, and he like made that. That's who I'm picking on. Uh, but him and his friends were actually really good sports. Uh, it's funny because like the, the other time that was funny that like I like there were like five guys in the crowd that I make fun of, and I'm like, oh, it's it's like the no pussy posse was when I opened up for Jeremy Piven in Massachusetts, and it was Julian Edelman and, and his friends. Oh, nice. <laughs> like who couldn't have got more pussy in his life? I mean, the oh, guy was like telling me stories about how he was banging Adriana Lima backstage and this whole thing. So, um, and then some girl after the show was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to add you on Instagram. I'm like, all right, cool. And then what's up with now girls having this, like their whole bio is just their cash app. Yeah. Like, like people just want people to just give them money. Yeah. yeah. That's big on like, uh, uh, TikTok too. 
So they're not prostitutes. You just want people to just give you money. Like, yeah. like for being hot. That's yeah. like, man, anyway. And uh, if you think about it, though, how is that any different from Patreon or anything else? You're saying, here, I'm going to put this content out. If you dig it, throw me some ducats. I, I mean, there's not even considering, but considering where we're at economically, I feel like I can't really hold it against them. But it's, but it's not like content. That's just like their pictures. Like, it's yeah. not even like yeah, yeah, so that's so that was that. That was that was my weekend. Uh, how was your weekend, McCorkle? Oh, uh, it was all right, man. I just want to say I'm having a real bad internet connection again. Uh, problems, imagine that. But you know, you're talking about that game, Never Have I Ever. Yeah, uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I was yeah. Playing that one oh, yeah. time with a bunch of UFC fighters, and uh, I just kept saying the same thing over and over again. I said, Never have I ever bombed on stage. <laughs> I think I know where this oh, is. Oh, the we, right at the Brendan <laughs> Shop joke. Sure. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, Sean, do you want to try calling uh, in from your phone? You think that would be easier if he just calls into the uh, a wean dog? How do oh, we yeah, that, that would probably help a lot. Sean, you want to just, just try calling? Sean, want to just try calling in? Yeah, I'll try to call. Yeah, call in with uh, just audio. And then uh, Don Fry, are you with us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, don't, don't answer the phone. Don't let Sean back on. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> and, and how was your weekend, Don? I guess it was okay. Uh, yeah, Brian Johnson and his wife and daughter came down for the weekend. I thought they were just coming down for the afternoon. They end up staying the night and most of the next day. And geez, always, you know, you how you miss somebody for a, for you know you don't see him for a couple of years. You miss them, and then you see him for. A couple hours, and you're ready for them to go. That's like, that's like <laughs> and then they spend the night, and then you have to spend <laughs> the next day with them. And you're just like, I think this uh, this meeting's over for for a while. Now. Yeah, I, I get to, I'll hold the gate for you. You know, <laughs> Here's your like head. what's your hurry? I feel like that's Greg and I's whole relationship. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, all right. So, and, uh, now, now, Brian Johnson was an ex UFC fighter, right? One of the OGs. Yeah, Brian. Brian is a great friend of mine. I love him very much. You know, he's, he uh, we fought in UFC ten, and then we became friends, and we did pro wrestling together for a couple uh, of years in Japan. He had a stroke, a real bad stroke. Damn, but he's okay now. Well, no, he's not okay now, but he's alive. I mean, you know, so yeah, I mean, good. we were sitting together when, uh, I guess Paul Barlin's girlfriend, you know, texted Brian said that Paul passed away. So we sat around, must have bothered Brian because he talked about Paul for a couple of hours, you know. Um, so yeah, no, man, you, know, you, you early, you early UFC fighters are a different breed. It's different, different like level of like balls and man. I mean, you guys did it not for the like the the fame, not for the pride, not just strictly pride. You did it just because you guys were just tough guys. The pussy. I, there was there wasn't much pussy back then, dude. No one. It, it, I don't know. Really, it seems like Don Fry did pretty good. He, well, yeah, in like Japan, but like, well, yeah, but have you seen like the early UFC fights? Like, you, like then when they pan the crowd. There really wasn't much pussy. <laughs> there was. There just wasn't much teeth. <laughs> much teeth. Yeah, there wasn't a whole set of teeth in, in a row. You know, in a whole row. 
<laughs> no, I feel like McCorkle, you got into fighting strictly for the pussy, right? Can you hear me now? Yeah. You guys are okay. Yeah. And I actually got into We're fighting, man, because done. I got tired of people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got into fighting because I got tired of people asking me if I ever played football before. Like they used to ask me all the time, and I'd be right. like, oh, I played basketball in college. They're like, but you didn't do anything, like nothing at all. And I'm like, no. And so I felt like a loser. Plus, it was to pay my dad back uh, for not letting me play football growing up. And now I feel great about it now that he's passed on. So, huh. wow, it's crazy. Oof. But you, but you had a late start. I mean, you you didn't know martial arts till what? You were 22, 23. No, 29 is the first jujitsu class I ever took. Wow. Um, I never wrestled, never anything, man. Just uh, played basketball in college and started taking jujitsu at 29 and accidentally found out I was one of the toughest men in the world is what I used to say. But the fact that you beat the world's strongest man, number one, and you also beat Mark Hunt under a minute and started at 29 is incredible, Sean. I know you don't, I know you have like moderate self-esteem, but uh, you should be super proud of yourself. <laughs> moderate. Moderate. Yeah. I used to love it when people said, uh, I, when I when the UFC asked for my uh, my fighter profile, I uh, listed one of my strengths as very internet savvy, and uh, Dana White himself <laughs> cleared it. They said they had to ask him if it was okay if I put that on there, and uh, so I put it on there. It made it onto the video game and everything, but it was uh, it was funny to me because people were like, "What do you say to your detractors that say that you just use your your comedic abilities to advance your fighting career?" I said, "I say they're wrong. I use my fighting career to advance my." comedic uh, career i don't know well you based on your, oh, ba well, based on your wi-fi like yeah yeah well, based, <laughs> based on your wi-fi i think you lost your internet savvy all right so let's talk about the fights over the weekend did you <laughs> now did you now uh don you watched the fights over the weekend no i didn't know there were any oh my <laughs> all right well it was one of the best fights uh, i've seen in a long time they were saying fight of the year Already, uh, it was the first week of January. I mean, you know, Max Holloway, Calvin Qatar, or second week. I mean, Max Holloway, Cater, Cater, uh, Cater, Calvin Cater. Now, so Don, if you missed it, so Max Holloway looked better than he's ever looked, and this is coming from a, this guy was a former champion. He was just in the zone. You know, certain guys just get in the zone. He landed the most. Yeah, strikes. Max, I like Max. I, 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 the I like Max. Landed the most strikes ever. I think ever well, uh, Joe. Joe, what, what's the uh, the uh, stat? Uh, I don't know, but it was like four hundred and some significant strikes. It was like yeah, most was ever in, like, a title fight or something, right? All right, so four hundred and forty-seven total strikes for Max. He landed well. Actually, he landed sixty percent of seven hundred and forty-six total strikes that are thrown, Jesus. and four hundred and forty-five significant strikes landed, which is crazy. You remember I said every time I pick against him, he makes me look stupid. Yeah, I, I, I felt I literally felt like he was doing it specifically to make me look extra stupid this time. I was like, not only did he look great, he looked the best he's ever looked. Yeah, I and was like, they, you cocksucker. I mean, I was. I knew it from the beginning. I was like, I've never. This is the best I've ever seen him look. And about halfway through the fight, the commentators were saying the same damn thing. And they were saying he actually sparred the least amount. Uh, that yeah, they were like everybody stops sparring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he and he looked amazing. Uh, Don, have you ever had a fight where you just got in the zone? Yeah, I, I you know, feel myself real good, you know, and the feel my, I felt like it didn't belong there, you know. <laughs> what uh, what was the best you ever felt in the fight? 
sound, sound like a Sean McCorkle joke, you know, shit. <laughs> but, but, but what was the best you ever felt uh, during a fight? He was, I was going to say the best he ever felt was that fight he took all those Vicodin. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he was walking wow. on air. Wow. I just got, I just got my feet cut off from under me, huh? Uh, wow. He, yeah. 100%. And, 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 yeah. and then, Sean, what about you? Sean, you ever have a fight where you felt like you were just in the zone? Uh, I'll tell you, man, the least nervous I ever was and the best I ever felt was literally when I fought Mark Hunt because I, everybody expected me to lose, so I felt like there was no pressure other than getting punched in the face real hard. Um, but I felt like no one expected me to win, and it was like uh, when I first walked out, the Nobody did. Room, it, was, it was in my hometown. There was, there was, there was 18,000 people there, and I thought, man, this is actually pretty cool to be able to get to do at least once in your life. And then as soon as he hit me, I changed my mind and didn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> I want to be in there. I want to be in the audience. <laughs> now, how many people told you that they bet against you, Sean? Uh, only a few people had the balls. I had a guy that I was friends with since we were, <laughs> yeah, just mainly my immediate family. Um, no, I had uh, I had a guy who was, that lost five thousand dollars. One of my best friends since childhood lost five grand betting against me that night because people were giving him even money, and I was like an eight to one betting dog. And so he told me after he goes, "Man, I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, I had to take even money against you." And I was like, "Okay, cool, man." Like he lost five grand, and uh, even uh, even afterward, my son was in the crowd. He was only seven at the time, and he goes, "Man, Dad," he said, "I was so nervous when he took you down at first. He goes, I." I thought you were going to lose. And I was like, well, buddy, it's going to be okay. I, I'm not going to get hurt either way. I'll, I'm tough. I'll hang in there. He goes, no, I didn't want my dad to get beat up in front of all these people. That would be embarrassing. Like if they knew you were my dad and I had to like walk out in front of all these people. My dad was I was like, okay, you little bastard. Let's take a break for a second. Joe, I got to tell you about something. Really, What's really that? Cool. Okay. The return we've been all been waiting for is finally here. Finally here. All right. One of the sports most notorious icons is stepping in the octagon this Saturday. And when I say notorious, you know who I'm talking about. The King, Conor McGregor. Yes. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a free shot at huge cash prizes. I mean, huge. Okay. Huge. Now, for this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Doesn't get any better than that. That's no awesome. Way. You haven't tried it yet, okay? Fantasy MMA is so easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay underneath the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There is no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. I could use that money. I really, really can. Yep. My wife and I, we're getting a new house. We need money, all right? Now, <laughs> plus, don't forget about football playoffs where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend. I know all you guys say that you're big football fans. Okay, I know Greg has a fantasy football podcast, all right? Let's see how – let's put your money where your mouth is. Let's do it, all right? DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience, okay? That's a big one. Trust me. Now, here's a call to action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code ROASTED to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code ROASTED to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. There's a minimum $5 deposit. My little baby's excited about it, okay? Eligibility, <laughs> restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Check it out. 
So now a lot of people. A lot of people I'm not your I, dad. That would have been a great time to tell him. Well, don't worry about it, son. Yeah. I'm not the your real father. on you, son. <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot of people said that the fight was stopped, uh, should have been stopped earlier, that the corner should have thrown a towel. And I got to disagree with that. You know, I think yeah. because, because Cater has one punch power. If it was a case where he didn't have one punch power, I would say, yeah, okay. But he was still landing every every round. He was landing significant shots. Yeah, yeah. he was still fighting back. Yep. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think his corner threw the towel and Cormier caught it and then weighed himself with it. But <laughs> That's I'm a good joke. Thank you. Huh. Appreciate it. Uh, I felt like there was one time in particular where that <laughs> right hand connected on Max's chin, and there was a minute, there was a second there where where Max was was stunned. I, there was one moment where he had him and and but he didn't have any, the juice left to follow up. I mean that was clear. He buckled his leg, right? You can see his legs buckle. Yeah, you can see he got him and even the announcer were like he's hurt. He's wobbled a little bit right now. It was that right hand got him right under the chin and it was just for one he had him for one second, but he just didn't have enough left in the tank to do it. Yeah. Um did uh, Fry, did your corner ever throw a towel in any any of your fights? No. Well, fuck it. But that was because they had to pay extra for the towels and they weren't going to fucking do <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah, there's a deposit for it, you know. <laughs> I mean, now, Don, would you ever like a corner throwing a towel? No. Um, before we went and fought in the ultimate ultimate, too, you know, every done training one time, I called them all in there and the submission guys. I know Coleman beat the hell out of me the last time around. And, uh, you know, there's a, you're thinking about throwing in the towels during the fight. If anybody's thinking about it, you're, you just stay home. I'm not fucking taking you. No matter what happens, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to fight all the way to the end, you know, and, uh, I'm in there taking the punches, not you. So if you even think about throwing the towel, don't even go. Yeah, there you, I, go. you know, one of the things that I thought was funny was the way we were talking because it was on ABC in the middle of the afternoon yeah, and on a Saturday. And we were like, we hope they get some of the bloodiest fights. And they did. They there was blood all over the place. And, and in my mind, I was like, I was dying laughing because I was like, it's happening. They're bleeding all over. And it was a five rounder. And the three rounder before it was also a bloody mess. So, I mean, I was like, I was like, well, we got what we wanted. A bunch of blood all over ABC in the middle of Saturday afternoon. No, it was it was a great fight. I think that uh, Cater's stock rose. I'm curious to see what happens next. I know that they're having Volkanovski versus Ortega. I don't know. I mean, Ortega has lost one fight. He lost one fight against Max Holloway, and he looked amazing against the Korean Zombie. He could have just had a bad night against Holloway. It's not like he lost two or three or four fights. One fight. Everyone's already writing him off, saying, oh, Volkanovski's got that. I don't know if that's the case. I'm very curious about that fight because Ortega uh, is a stud, and, uh, and so is Volkanovski. I'm excited about that fight. Um, yeah. So uh, Matt Brown versus Carlos Condit. I know Matt Brown thought he won that fight. Uh, <laughs> that was the funniest. No, no, that was. The, I mean, that was the funniest part of the whole thing. He lost unanimously all three rounds, and yet he was like, "What?" No, he won the first round. The first round he won. 
And Maybe, you, but not on any of the cards. I would have said if he won one round, it was the first round. That was the only one he could have won, but he but he didn't win on any of the judges' scorecards. Yeah, no, I think he did. I think it was 30, 27, 29, 28. It wasn't no, awesome. it was all three judges were 30, 20. Because I even went back and watched it because I was like, what was he complaining about, about losing? About, you know, all three, 30, 27. Well, I thought he won first. And the third, you could argue he won. Uh, I'm also biased. He's a good friend of mine. But, but uh, I thought he looked good. I was – somebody in like a wind tunnel. What the fuck is Don Fry, on? They, Don, uh, is your head sticking out of your car window? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm sitting outside uh, watching the UFOs, you know. <laughs> that makes sense. This fucking podcast, I swear <laughs> to God. Like, I've assembled the dream team. Uh, un- unfortunately, uh, McCorkle every week is like, I'm going to get better internet. And I love you. I, you're irreplaceable, Sean. You're one of my favorite people ever. But it is better when I can see you. I'm not going to lie. Uh, is there any chance of you getting better internet, Sean? You know what Stutz is? <laughs> Every time, uh, every time Adam talks, it sounds like he's giving R two D two a BJ. Like, uh, like that's what it keeps sounding like on here. Like your voice goes robotic or whatever. And uh, every time, every time I watch the fire in the kid and Brendan Schaub talks, it sounds like he's giving Joe Rogan a BJ. <laughs> I expect that to turn into a Brendan Schaub. By the way, I'm like, <laughs> I've got like a 10 second delay also. So every time I tell a joke, no one laughs. So I don't know if it's that it's not funny or the delay's on. So. Uh, or 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 you feel like Brandon Schaub? It was it was right there. Boom! There's three. I was gonna go back to that well again. Sean, do you go to the bank and you're like, I'm depositing thousand dollars. I'm broke, but not emotionally broke. But Brandon, I feel like Brandon Schaub is a. Now, is there? But as far as the question, right? <laughs> internet, uh, Don and Sean, what are the chances of you guys getting good internet one of these weeks? Because I feel like this podcast could be amazing. It's it is amazing. It's the best podcast. But it is, we are, it's a battle sometimes to not to talk to you guys and not have a delay or a wind tunnel or anything. So, so all right, Don, you go first. Is there any chance you get better than that? Yeah, if I get off my uh, rear end and go to town and uh, get a new new server, sure. Okay. Uh, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we go into town anymore. That was like the 1800s. You just do it for uh, your phone. Yeah, I got to First thing I got to do it, I got to hitch the wagon to the horse. <laughs> All right, we I got to feed the horse, make sure they got the energy for the ride to town. Okay, we got to ride to town, and I got to stop, and I got to fight them engines. <laughs> and then after I fight the engines, I got to stop at a well and get some water. Then I get then I get to town, and I gotta stop at the whorehouse. And then, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know, how much is a Wi-Fi server for Don Fry? A server? <laughs> I don't a know. Server, yes. I think what, what would be good because they're both using their phones to do it. Maybe if they have like a like a desktop computer or a laptop computer, okay. Oh, but I'm saying, okay, to the internet via Ethernet it. cable, that might be all better. Right, so, but if, right, if they don't have desktops or computers, like. <laughs> Uh, to, in order to make this actually a show that you could listen to without a delay, uh, as cheap the cheapest way to make that happen, we end up. What's the best way to make that? Happen? I don't fucking know. I don't work for AT and T, Time Warner. I don't know. Is there something we could buy to send to these guys? Because I'll go out and buy it today. I'll, I'll go out and buy it. I and mean, it's not like thousands of thousands of dollars, but if it's like a, a couple hundred bucks. My problem is I've got satellite internet. That's my problem in satellite internet. Right. Hughesnet? Is there? Are you using Hughesnet? 
Yeah, yeah that's what I got. It's the worst. And I've, I've, uh, yeah. Well, it's the toughest because it yeah, is. It's so, a satellite signal, and that's so a hell of a commercial that, for HughesNet. Yeah, the relay on that is 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 rough. Okay, so he has HughesNet. There's not like a little box we can buy, like can get these guys better Wi-Fi, like for the podcast. I'm sure there is, but we, I'm not the guy to ask. Well, you can get an internet booster. I have one in my place, and that boosts the signal, but just around your house, while, which isn't cheap. Um, all right, you know, all right, all right, all right, Greg, please talk for a second. I just, just, just Greg, right now. All right. Okay, so, so you, you can get a booster for your house, but really, it's just boosting the signal around your house. It really doesn't help in terms of the connectivity with the, you know, when you're using a satellite version of the internet. I mean, it's still got to go through that process, but it will boost the signal if you're using wireless in your own home. So much, I don't know that, that I don't think it would, they're not, they're not expensive at all. You can get one 30, 50, 70 bucks. They're not that expensive, but I don't know that that's going to solve their problems because they're not using, you know, they're not using uh, fiber optic. They're not using cable. They're not, they're using satellite and that's the toughest version. So there's no way to solve this problem. It, without getting them, without seeing if you could get like, you know, what see, I was doing for a while to cable service. Service. I was driving to uh, my parents' house and using their cable modem. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, I don't want yeah. you to have to drive to your parents' house. Though. Like, that's uh, it's not, you know. Uh, and then Don Fry's. Unless for some reason you actually want to see your parents. And, and yeah, Don Fry's parents are 195 years old. So that's not. <laughs> so, so. You would have to drive to heaven. <laughs> so, Don, Don Fry. Uh, uh, you're doing a podcast with Dan Severn, right? Uh, I hope to. Yeah, eventually, yes. So you want to have good Wi-Fi for that, right? Uh, yeah, but we're going to do it. Shit, we'll be on the other side of town um, at a bar. <laughs> podcast at a bar. At the bar, you and Dan Severn? <laughs> <That's>... Yeah. <laughs> what could go on? He's got to hook up the horses in the wagon. He's Is it the right. Roadhouse bar? <laughs> <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> you know what you got to do, Adam? You got to get their addresses, and you have to research the, the internet provider options in that area. And I think you're going to find what they've already found which is you have to use satellite for that area. So, but they, there might be cable options. You never know. Yeah, I don't wanna, I'm not going to pay the whole cable bill. I'm not going to start. Uh, why, I'm just saying you got to find out what the options are for their area because it sounds like they're in more remote areas. And uh, yeah, there's, that's, no that's cable the out. there's no cable out here, Burger. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually. There's, all, there's also no law. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no cable, ain't no rules. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Don, what, uh, Don, Don Jr., what happened when the cable guy came to your house? Cable guy came to my house. I challenged him to a duel. We had a, it, it was a pitchfork duel. We actually rode at each other with pitchforks. And I killed that motherfucker, which I regret now because my cable sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on the other hand, I do have this wonderful Tom Warner cable shirt that I wear on Sundays. Gets <laughs> <laughs> me into all kinds of women's houses. Gets <laughs> me into women's houses. Don, people ask me, how are you doing? I'm like, he has the best comedic timing I've ever seen. He's he's like in character. You're the funniest person, dude. I, I swear. We're going to get you a sitcom or something. All right, we really so, do. 
All right. Well, since you didn't watch the fights on the MMA network that we talked about for the last two weeks uh, on the MMA podcast, uh, there was also Ponzinibbio. Man. Big upset. This is what happens when you don't, you know, I felt, I love Ponzinibbio. I think when you don't fight for two or three years and then you just come back, you're just off. And he just looked off. That that was not the same Ponzinibbio that was on Seven See, I didn't think he looked off. I thought that Li Jinglang guy, I thought he looked great. I thought he seemed fresh and just fired up. And I think he was just more than Ponza Nabibio thought was coming. That's what I thought. What so did you what think, Wing Dog? McCorkle, what do you think? Yeah, McCorkle, you go first. Uh, I didn't actually get to watch him because it was kind of like a Bellator event. Like, I didn't know it was going to be on at two in the afternoon. And uh, I almost bet against Ponza Nibio. Like, I literally, I think the odds were five to one. Uh, on the other guy, Jingalang or whatever his name is. Um, yeah. And I almost put a, almost put 500 on him because I thought, man, I just, with that long of a layoff, I don't know. I didn't feel good about Ponzanibo uh, winning and, or whatever his name. But um, right, so, yeah, so I almost two- did it. And then when I found out I, he won, it killed me, man. Um, so the two fighters didn't watch the fights. The two, the two people that fought didn't watch them. Doesn't matter. Right. I, fucking love, I fucking love this podcast. This is great. Uh, Wean Dog, what did you think? I mean, well, this was a very overall depressing card for me because I lost almost every single one of my picks. This was one of the rare cards where almost every single underdog won the fight. I was with you. I was wrong about almost every single one of these with the exception of maybe Condit. I don't remember. Which sucks because it was such an amazing card. But for me personally, I just have like this this sh- this rain cloud over my head, knowing that I lost like a some a decent amount of money on these fights. But the Ponzinibbio thing, I mean, it sucks, but it's good for G Ling. He's a good fighter, and now he gets some good recognition because he's been, he has like fifteen fights in the UFC. Um, he looked great. He looked yeah, fantastic. He did. 100%. Well, you know, and by the way, you like- know how I'm normally against these older fighters. You know, I I I, I like Carlos Condit. He looks like he's still <laughs> at the top of his game. He does not look like a guy who needs to be retired anytime soon. Well, I didn't believe that he said he's been wrestling since he was nine. You almost never see his wrestling ever. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, uh, Joaquin Buckley, who had the highlight knockout yeah. ever, um, he got knocked out by a head kick. I still think he beats that guy eight out of 10 times. You're I just right. think, you know, he just ducked at the wrong time and he the, got caught the kick still. So basically what happened was he got hit with a head kick that like hit him at the top of his head, sort of Sean, you know, uh, uh, Don, where it's like knocks off your equilibrium. It basically knocked him out, but. He's he still ducked. It just caught him. You, you know you know you know what I'm talking about, uh, Don. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the only way knocking off of Don's equilibrium is shaving off part of his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the, well, yeah. All right. And then also uh, the car. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I want to I want to go to this Joaquin Buckley fight because the, the most interesting part to me was at the end when uh, DeChirico decided to use his time to chastise the UFC for not doing post fight interviews with the losers of the fight. Did you catch that part? No. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dana White, Dana White said he gave him a real fucked up look when he gave him his bonus, like the fifty thousand dollars bonus. He said he gave him a real shitty look. Like I don't know what's going on. Because so. well, at the end he goes, "This is it's bad. It's not fair. You don't interview the loser too. He also deserves opportunity to speak and all this." And I'm, I'm, and at first I'm, I'm listening to this. I'm like, well, he kind of makes a point. But then I thought about like, well, usually the loser is either whacked out of his mind yeah. and incapable of speaking, or completely pissed 
Check and he didn't win. And I'm thinking, I actually think maybe you, it's a good idea you don't always interview the loser. Well, first of all, if everybody in the not- media went around interviewing losers, we'd never hear the end of Brady Shaw. <laughs> Boom, that's four. Put he it lost in the his last three fights, Chicken. Maybe he wanted to be interviewed. But also, I think that when John Jones beat Daniel Cormier the second time, and Cormier started crying, uh, and he was just, it was like one of the saddest moments in the history of like any sport. People were just like, stop interviewing the loser because yeah. it's just not the time, you know? It's too emotional. Yeah. It's either too emotional or too physically damaged. Either way, they're not in a place to be interviewed. I agree. I actually, I thought I heard his argument and I was like, eh, I don't think I'm on board. I wonder when the last time Don Fry cried, if at all. Yeah, Don, have you ever cried? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Don came I, out cr- of I cried one time, but there was mostly gravel that came out. Of my face. <laughs> Don came out of the womb smoking a cigar. He like had a cigar in there. He came out. He fucking he came out with like a full mustache. When he was full mustache. <laughs> uh, so not only uh, now I'm hearing an echo from Don, which is cool. All right, so uh, now, all right, so here's what he rode into town and stopped in a cave on the way. <laughs> I'm in a well right now drinking water. That's how we do it here. We get water. Back I got to dive down here. I jump down the well. I'm going to dry it out by drinking all the water. And then I'm going to piss and use that as a jet pack to get back up to the surface. <laughs> uh, I've, been, I've been up in the mountains living with a mountain lion for the last year and a half of that damn mountain lion never have gotten used to me yet. <laughs> it's definitely the mountain lion's fault. All for right. sure. What also was weird, okay, since, uh, so Dana White said, I got a Dana big White. announcement. Big announcement, big announcement. Everyone's like, what's this? And it has to do with Khabib. And there was a video of him walking into a room with Khabib, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So I'm having fun with this. So I'm like, oh, the big announcement is that Tyron Woodley, you know, the new album uh, called. Uh, <laughs> and like the one song he has where, what's that song he has? Where he I'll was beat your ass. Like, no, no, that was good. It was a falling in and out of love with you. It was yeah, like, I need you. I love you. Falling in and out of love with you. And someone just found oh. the Meanwhile, Tyron, Tyron called me up and like showed me his new recording studio, which is dope. Like. Tyron's living a good life right now. Um, so the, everyone's a big announcement, big announcement. So the announcement he made, all right, and uh, I, I love Dana, good friend. Love Dana. Good friend. Is that Beeb is going to be watching the fight next week. And if they impress him, he'll think about coming back, uh, which is sort of anticlimactic uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah. But... <laughs> Um, well, I think, listen, I think the fact that Khabib went there, the fact that he met with him, yeah. was, it was told you everything you needed to know, which is he settled down emotionally and he realized maybe there's an opportunity to come back. And to me, the fact that he even showed up to have the conversation demonstrates, which we already knew was going to happen, eventually he'd get the urge to fight again and he would be back. He was, it was an emotional time and it was a, lot, a big emotional dump when he, and he said what he wanted to say, but we all knew once he settled down that he was going to see these guys and want to get back in it. And that's basically what he showed up to say. So, you know, no news there, but him showing up in in and of itself, I felt was the news. Right. I'm just glad that he's not going to be watching or trying to make his decision based on a belt or fight because there's no fucking way he'll ever figure out when it's on. So he'd be like, if I'm impressed, like, dude, I'll be impressed if you can find out what channel it's on and what time. Nobody knows. 
Just so you guys know, tomorrow morning, there's a UFC fight at 6 a.m. Pacific time. Tomorrow morning, Wednesday. 6 a.m. Yes. 6 a.m. Is, is it on just on UFC or is it on, it's, it's on ESPN? ESPN Plus, ESPN. Everybody what the knows. hell's the purpose of that? <laughs> I, I listen. I gotta go with Don on here because what is the purpose of that? Michael Chiesa is fighting Neil Magny in the main event. Uh, it's actually a badass fucking card. There's like 14 fights. None of them have been canceled yet. Chiesa's coming with his own. He's on a three fight winning streak, and he's like you, uh, Chiesa. He's he built a cabin in the woods. He's got a hot girl. His last uh, fight loss was in 2018, which was to Pettis. Uh, then he lost to Kevin Lee. That fight was stopped early. That was a weird fight with Herb Dean or was it Yamasaki stopped it. But and then Neil Magny was coming off uh, a win as well. I think maybe two wins, right? Um, Joe, I, yeah, somebody got really mad at me last time. They wrote me a long thing about every stat I got wrong. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dude, fucking daughter's nanny has COVID. I have no fucking time. I'm trying to manage 400 things right now. I'm trying to get my money back from crypto. Like, leave me alone. I'm doing my best. Right? <laughs> I just wrote back, thank you for watching. And he's like, I feel really bad. And he started giving me fucking uh, stuff. About, he's like, he's like, I'll still watch your show. And by the way, you should, you should talk to Uncle Creepy about taking mushrooms. All right, you know. Anyway, so, <laughs> Magni's on a three-fight uh, winning streak. Magni is? Yes. Three-fight winning streak? Oh, Actually, they're both fight. on three-fight winning streaks. All right, Don I think Fry. this is going to be a war, man. And I think it's going to be a great war. So, Don Fry, who wins this fight? What fight? The fight we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Porter versus Randy Schaub. No, 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 no. <laughs> Neil Magny versus Michael Chiesa tomorrow morning. Wednesday morning. Oh, are you sure the fuck ain't going to be the viewers? That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You mean the viewer? I'm never uh, wrong. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Th- all right. Thank you for your your pick, uh, McCorkle. Who is this fight, Magni or Kiesa? I'm gonna go, man. Anytime a fight's and this is the truth. Anytime a fight's really close like that, and I don't guy. So um, I'm gonna go with Magni, and then uh, I'll always go with uh, Mike Perry uh, against any. <laughs> So Mike Perry wins. All right, uh, Ween Dog. Yeah, I mean, fuck. you know, based on him being blacker, that's what I was getting at. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is a very, very close fight, man. Kiesa is super good on the ground. Neil Magny has been looking unstoppable. I think it might be a boring fight, you know, given Neil Magny's uh, fight style, because he is the favorite as of right now. Neil Magny is, and if he's going to win, it's probably going to be a decision. Maybe not a very entertaining decision, but I'm going to go with Neil Magny in this one. Right, you really also, think? I mean, Neil Magny's had some of the most entertaining fights, some of the best wars that yeah. won against uh, what's uh, Lombard. Uh, the Lombard, and and I mean some of the most exciting fights I've seen from this guy. And you think it's going to be boring? Just I think it's exactly the, the, the opposite. Both the fight styles together. I, I think it's going to be a war. I like I, I, if it, uh, in the first three rounds, if Kiesa can find a, find a way to, to win, it's got to happen in the first three rounds. If it gets into the championship rounds, Magni will find a way to take him to decision and win. I agree That's 100%. My I agree. Also, Warley Alves, who won the Ultimate Fighter in Brazil, he got a win over Colby Covington. 
he beat Alan Jabon with all that thought Jabon won that fight. He's, he's, he's coming to his own re- recently. He's doing much better. Fighting Manir Lanaz, uh, who um, I'm sure none of you guys know, but the guy's actually no. the guy's actually really good. Uh, um, he's ten and one. Also, Tyson uh, Matt Schnell, who actually was on a show on um, MTV back in the day called Caged, taking on Tyson Nam. Nam uh, Schnell just got knocked out in the first round. Nam's been knocking people out. He won like three fights by knockout. We had him on this Hawaiian kid. Been around forever. Yeah. Um, What's the, uh, both you guys, Fry and uh, Don Fry, what's the danger if you get knocked out in the first round, your next fight? What do you have to look out for the most? What, what, what do you mean? What's your question here, Berger? My, my question is, all right, so a lot of times when, when guys get knocked out in one round, like the next fight they have, are, are, are you shell shock? Are you questioning your chin? Are you saying just get through the first round and then get comfortable? Are you, do you usually just dismiss it and say, oh, I was just a fluke, blah, blah, blah. Like what, what happens that next fight coming off a first round knockout? All of the above partner, all of the above, you know, you, you do question yourself. You, you are so shocked, and you, but you do try to deny it, you know? So, you know, it's just, it's, uh, 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 what is that? Uh, premature ejaculation. You just try and put it off there. <laughs> one time thing. You know? That's a pretty uh, accurate analogy. I think we can all. Uh, I think we all. I think we can all assimilate. Try to the topic I'm an expert on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, now, uh, have you ever been knocked out, uh, McCorkle? No, man, I got close to it sparring with Matt Mitrone when he head kicked him when we weren't wearing pads or throwing kicks. Um, so that was uh, as close um, as I came. Um, I've, I don't know, man. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I lived in perpetual fear of being knocked out with the first punch of a fight. Like every time I fought, I fought 27 times, and all 27 on my way out, I'd be like, dear God, please don't let me get knocked out with the first punch or two. Like I just let me make it through a little bit. So I think guys get knocked out the first, you're going to have that. I don't know, man. Sometimes it's um, sometimes your worst fears are not as bad as you thought. Sometimes they're even worse, you know. So like uh, when I lost uh, to Stefan Struve as the co-main event at UFC 124, and only my second UFC fight, it was every bit as bad as I thought it would be. Like it was humiliating, embarrassing, confidence shaking. Um, it was like probably how Brendan Schaub felt after the reviews came on his comedy special. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it was every bit as bad as I thought. Did that answer have anything to do with the question that was asked? It did. It did. It did. Yeah. It it did. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So also, also on this card, Roxanne Modafari's fighting. Yeah. Love Roxanne. (laughs) She has a boyfriend now. It is the cutest thing they were holding hands. Uh, Roxanne is like. one of my favorite. I, th- I think she's an alien. I really think she's an alien. That like they they underestimated how much people couldn't fight in the U.S. And she's an average fighter on her like planet because she does not look like an, an athlete. She doesn't talk like an athlete, but she is one hell of an athlete, one hell of a fighter. And she keeps getting better with age. She's just. Uh, I remember on the Ultimate Fighter, she fought somebody that was like, who was it? Tisha Torres's girlfriend, Raquel Pennington. Where you were like, stop the fight. She's getting murdered. And then she went to like a real, not like a different kind of gym, a better, a better gym for her when she went to John Wood's gym and just, they really taught her so much. So uh, nothing but respect for Roxanne. Also, uh, 
This guy, Omari, uh, what's his last name? Omari. Yeah, the guy who just lost to Chris Weidman, but it was pretty close. He's fighting Tom Breeze. Uh, I think Omari should win this. Uh, should be a breeze. Uh, Wait a minute, can we go back to the Montefiore fight for one second? Because this Vivian Arreo, did we just see her uh, not too long ago? Yes. Yes. And, and she's she looked really good, if I remember correctly. She's and, really, and really good. I, and I was going to say, I think this is actually a scary fight for Roxanne because uh, I think it's going to go to the ground. I, I don't know. I I, I got to be honest. I, I'm, I'm a little scared for Roxanne in this one. I'm scared for Roxanne in every fight, but she, she but she pulls it out somehow. Uh, she's she, she's fighting a girl who just beat a, uh, Montana De La Rosa is a good fighter. Yeah, we I was going to say we just saw this girl and I think she's she's coming in hot. I know Roxanne just won too, and, and decisively. So, yeah. but I, I don't know. This is a tough matchup for Roxanne. I just wanted to, to finish the analysis on that. Sorry. And all right, so that's 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 just that's tomorrow, Friday, in one FC. Aoki's fighting. Uh, that guy's been around forever. He's fighting James Nakashima, who's also really good. Have you ever fought on the same card as Aoki, Don Fry? Hell, I don't know. God dang, I mean. <laughs> You know how many guards I fought on? How many people on the guards? That's a good point. Have you ever met Aoki? How the hell would I know that? <laughs> Wait, Wait, did Don Fry just say all Asian people look the same? Is that what I just said? No, that's not what he said, Sean. Oh, don't, 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 Thanks don't, for clarifying. Not what he said, Sean, at all. That, that's not what he said. Uh, but normally, what you know, he said. I mean, you, you know that you met other in, people. I worked in Japan for a decade. I've met all kinds of people. Okay, but usually if you meet certain people, you remember them, though. Like, like you met, like there are people that you've met on, that we talked about on the card. You're like, oh, that guy's really good. I met that guy before. Uh, so, I met you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you met me. Thank you. All right. So Saturday. <laughs> so Saturday no, I, gotta, I gotta tell you, like, I don't know that better internet's gonna help. He's like, like, Don, have you ever met Bruce Lee? He's like, how the hell would I know? I I know. (laughs) Yeah, I think he delivered my my food one night. Uh, Thank you, guys. (laughs) I met 40 Bruce Lees. What are you talking about? (laughs) Now, now Don Fry Jr., who would win, you or Bruce Lee? Absolutely, I'd win. Bruce Lee, you know, I eat Bruce Lee with chopsticks. You know, you you dip him in the hoisin sauce, real good snack. Now, now, Don, a lot of people don't think Bruce Lee was as good as other Was he overrated, you think, Bruce Lee? You know, I don't know, because his timing was perfect. I mean, when he hit the hit the world, you know, I mean, everything's timing in, in life. And his timing was perfect. There you go. But how do you That's think true. he would have done? How do you think he would have done in UFC one? <laughs> Uh, depends on who he fought, you know. I mean, he did. Bruce Lee was fantastic for what he did. I mean, if you look at Enter the Dragon, he had stand up and ground skills. You know, he he was doing arm bars and chokes. I mean, uh, his kicks are fantastic. His hand speed was phenomenal. So he did a fantastic job. But I, I think he'd have won UFC one for sure. McCorkle, do you agree? Uh, man, I don't know. I I don't tend to believe. Um, 
like I thought the Michael uh, Michael Jai White guy, like uh, they were saying that Mike Perry was going to fight him or Colby Covington or somebody. And I was like, oh, there's a difference between being movie tough and real t- tough in real life. And then uh, Josh Burnett told me that the Michael High White guy is actually really tough, can really fight. Like he trained with him. So that's why I wonder about Bruce Lee. Like I, the people say he's legit, but whoever trained with him that was legit, you know, that could tell you that. So I uh, maybe his philosophies were great, but I don't see him beating Don Fry on any uh, any night ever. Well, I wasn't in UFC one though. Oh, there you go. It's gotten on technicality. Now, a friend of mine told me that they're very close to making a rematch between uh, Chuck Zito and, and Van Damme. So if you don't know the history, back in like the 90s, Van Damme was at a strip club called Scores. Chuck Zito was there. Chuck Zito knocked him down, punched him in the face. It was all over the news because at the time, Van Damme was like this tough karate, you know, movie star. And Zito was the, the head of the Hells Angels and uh, a, a very tough guy himself. In the rematch... Between Chuck Zito and John Claude Van Damme, who wins? Don Fry. Oh, yeah, I'm going to stick with Chuck Zito. I mean, uh, Van Damme was just a dancer and a gymnast, right? Uh, hell, he was never a real fighter. And uh, now he's a recovering cocaine addict. So he, he hasn't improved at all with me. McCorkle, you agree? <laughs> Uh, I would say as long as it doesn't come down to who's better at doing the splits, than probably Chuck Zito. <laughs> like it always reminded me of the, uh, like those, you know, those Al-Qaeda videos or whatever, like when they were training those terrorists. I was like, God damn, if our, if our battle on terrorism ever comes down to who's better on the monkey bars, we're going to have a problem. Um, that's kind of what, <laughs> what I always worried about with the Van Damme is like, if the splits become an issue, I bet uh, Zito's going down. But other than that, I, probably Zito. I got to say, Bloodsport. Bloodsport is one of my favorite movies. I can watch that over and that's one of the movies that, if that comes on. I'm watching it. Like certain movies that that comes on. All right. So then Saturday night, that's the big one, right? Which I, I, I kind of feel like the Michael uh, Chiesa fight. No one's even talking about it because McGregor versus Poirier. First of all, if you haven't seen the video, McGregor pulls up to Abu Dhabi in like a limo or something. He gets out of the car. He's carrying his baby. He has, she has his shirt off. And everybody around him has hazmat suits. It looked like it was like a different planet or something, right? He has a shirt off. And he has a mask on. He's just carrying his baby. And everyone's like, it's one of the funniest videos I've seen in a while. And, and you um, had a great joke about it too, Adam. You actually killed me on that one. I said he's carrying Henry Cejudo. To which, <laughs> to which Cejudo Cejudo loved it. Um, yeah. But, He's uh, a great sport about those jokes. And I love that he is such a great sport about you making those jokes. It's super funny, dude. Thank you. So, Don Fry, who wins? Connor or Dustin Poirier? Uh, Connor. I mean, Connor's on a different fucking level, man. That's all there is to it. You know, and he will be for a while. Uh, you know, so Connor, Connor's a. Uh, He's just counting the money at this point in the fight. Sean? It's all it's all over. He's getting his arm raised, you know. I uh man, I would say if it came down to skills wise, like with the way Poirier's looked, I would bet Poirier, but uh I just think man, Connor probably has him uh I'm probably still going to bet Poirier since he's three to one, but uh, <laughs> to win by knockout. But I just think uh Connor man has him mentally just like he did in the first fight. Like, just I think he'll has him beat mentally. Wean dog. 
I mean, I could see this fight going either either way. I wouldn't be surprised if Connor won. I wouldn't be surprised if Dustin won. But I'm going to lean towards Dustin just because I love him so much. I think he's such a great guy with what he does with charity in his hometown of Lafayette, Louisiana. I, I mean, I just got to go with Dustin, dude. Greg? I'm going with Poirier, too, because I honestly, I, I think Connor's time has passed. I think this in the UFC, out of the UFC, in the UFC, out of the UFC. This isn't Donald Cerrone. This isn't a gimme match. This isn't this is a, a tough fighter who's in rhythm. I, 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 I don't even think it's going to be that close, to be perfectly honest. Well, I no, he is the toughest guy in the trailer park. You know, you got to go with that. I love that. It's true. It's true. It's true. Well, listen, that is our podcast today. Greg, what do you got coming up? Uh, you're looking at it. I mean, my five, I'm in the middle of teaching my five-week pro workshop on Zoom, and it's uh, oversold. It's going great. I'm having a blast working on all this new material with young comedians. If you guys want to get in on the next one, go to the website. I'll be uh, starting the uh, the. I'll be putting up the schedule for the next one here in the next week or so. So check it out. The com- thecomedyinstitute.com. Wing dog, you? You're a comedian. <laughs> I'm not you. a comedian. I get up there and I eat the microphone for applause. <laughs> Follow me on social media at the Ween Dog. Uh, uh I'm actually off all social media, man, right now, and I am leaving all of it. I'm so tired of uh, the censorship. Either way, like I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be going for it if they were doing it to the Democrats because I'm neither Democrat nor Republican. But I'm so sick of the. Uh, censorship stuff and not like my accounts really matter or they give a shit but i'm not to i'm not doing any of it anymore i'm not going to partake in any of it i'm tired of it all right well listen i'm glad uh, we still got you here then watch my special adam hunter throwing punches on uh uh right now it's on ufc fight pass don fry anything well that's nice you just throw me in there at the end yeah Remember me? Jeez, <laughs> my plastic card at you or something? God no, the best. No, you're the best. The best. <laughs> Anything you want to plug? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, Dan Severn and I are going to do our podcast, and if Dan can't make it, it'll be me and the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. I love Great. it. Well, thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. I love you guys. Take care. Right. Yeah. <laughs>